This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Mapper Forward's first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, available now online for you to learn at your own pace with a certificate available upon completion. Click the link in the show notes to access today for just 50 euros. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Map It Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and I am here with Ryan from Specialty Batch here in the United Arab Emirates. And we're having a very interesting conversation about, uh, in the last episode, about the barista mafia and the kind of relationship between employers and employees. And we're going to continue that conversation and, and drive it with, uh, connected back to workplace culture because there's a there's a reason that these things happen they don't come out of nowhere and they're not sparked by some you know uh, malevolent desire for greed or anything like that that's not what happens there's a culture that creates the environment for this and and so in this episode as we talk about what causes this to happen I, I want us to focus, Ryan, on the idea of like, where does it go from here? Because it, it's either going to crash and burn an industry or we're going to have to start looking at the very complex cultural things that brought us to this place so that we can navigate our way out of it. And I definitely believe that there are ways that we can get out of this situation because it's reached the point now where baristas are demanding some pretty obscene things from coffee roasters in order to engage in this mafioso kind of way of of subsidizing things. So what do you think are the cultural things that led to this happening? Uh, Lee, I think there's a lot of hands to blame for the situation that we've we've ended up in. Um, I think creating a positive environment between the business owners and the, and, the, and their team is mm-hmm. essential. And I think, you know, having owners who are uh, more actively involved, who appreciate their staff, you know, who go, you know, who set the standard for, for a barista being a skilled profession. I think, you know, fostering those types of cafe owners and roastery owners, that's really the, one of the steps forward. I think, Essentially, roasters have a lot of control in this as well. If roasters all come together and say, you know, we need to stop this. This is not the way that we can, we can do business. No one benefits from this. Roasters have the opportunity to, to sort of nip in the butt, so to speak. So, um, I mean, think about it, you know, if you just imagine the baristas didn't instigate all of this, you think of, you know, um, an opportunistic sort of staff member who's in charge of business development at a roastery. Potentially, that's how it started. You know, right. oh, I had a great idea. We can win business this way. Let's um, let's let's uh, go about it this way. We'll offer a certain commission to you know this staff member to try and win that account. Now that could have spiraled out of control as well, where his he told his friends that this roastery is doing this so you can ask for the same thing so it may not have been the barista's fault it may have been one of the uh roasteries where you know a staff member who was who was uh in charge of business development or they their their salary was based on you know the businesses that they bring in it's, Folks, it's hard just, to point fingers just a second ryan <laughs> ryan can't say this because ryan 
operates in this industry here in Dubai. So I'm going to say this. Uh, it that is how this whole thing started, and 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 I think the reason that it's important to say this is because when we present what the barista mafia is, there is an assumption that all of this got started because of baristas, and it didn't. And we have had that confirmed and validated many, many times over. As I said in a previous episode of this series, everybody has wanted to talk to me about this subject. And it was not baristas that started the barista mafia. It was. It takes two to tango though, doesn't it? It it, it absolutely (laughs) does. But what needs to be made very clear is that the way that this started was not a bunch of greedy baristas went out there and said, how can we hold these roasters for ransom? What we have, what has been communicated to me is that um, particular roasting companies wanted to circumvent uh, building uh, a business development strategy and they saw that the shortcut was I can pay baristas to say yes. They're essentially going to get a commission and because it benefits them, my coffee is going to get everywhere. And it did. And there was born a new business model and revenue stream for baristas who were getting paid really shitty wages. And yeah. and that is what facilitates this kind of behavior. If we're not treating our staff well and if we're not looking after the people who give life to our businesses, then you're inviting dysfunctional behavior. You're, you're creating the culture that welcomes dysfunctional behavior. 100%. Yeah, I think I think you know, like I said, owners need to value their their, their workforce workforce a lot more. Um, so I mean, back in the day, like you said, if um, a, a roaster did sort of instigate all of this, the barista was in that had that opportunity in front of him, mm-hmm. um, where I'm able to have you know more money coming in, whereas in my current position and any other position I move on after here, I am limited. I cannot earn, you know, a percentage of the profits. I cannot earn a higher income. So, you know, they are they are in that situation as well. So I think it needs to be understood, appreciated that to grow out of this this uh, whole situation, in, <laughs> situation <laughs> you know, the barista profession needs to ha- hold a lot more value. Um, and it's a combined effort that, that brings this... Uh, Bring that that takes this forward. I think you know a lot of cafes, companies. You know there are a handful of them that do pay more, and you'll notice they have retained staff a lot longer. Um, they value their staff a lot more. And again, you will notice the trend mm-hmm. is you will notice those places have owners who are actively involved in it. Mm. I mean, it it's. It's a no-brainer when people feel like they're the culture in a workplace looks after them. They want to be somewhere that's going to help them grow as a as a professional. Yeah. Here in in the UAE, business ownership is not something that baristas are really going to be able to con- consider as a long-term option. So, staying a professional barista or coffee roaster or somehow, you know, working up the the ladder to become a a manager or something like that. That's the only real career path here, which is why we're offering the coffee consulting workshops is because 
they business ownership isn't the natural progression. They need another option to go to after being in in these roles for so long. But because of that, you end up hitting a ceiling of earning. Yeah. What is, if we look at some of the positives that can come out of this, do you think that this is something that could bring an industry together? Because right now it is super segregated. Well, I, I sort of saw it firsthand. I mean, the mere fact that other roasters were reaching out to me mm. and sharing their experiences. I mean, I was a little bit overwhelmed. I was taken aback by the fact that, you know, these roasters who, who I haven't spoken to in so many years, they shared, you know, they shared the same insights as me. Um, so there is enough of people who want to see this, you know, kicked out the door. We, we don't want to condone this anymore. And I think this is an opportunity for the industry to come you know, together closer, uh, closer together rather, and you know, forge a path of quality, consistency, business ethics. That is really the, the step forward is when everyone comes together. Um, I mean, there's lots of activities that happen in, in UAE, a lot of opportunity for this to be a talking point. I mm -hmm. think, uh, as you mentioned, Lee, you know, the, the best way forward is to all start talking about it and figure out a way out of it. Yeah, and and watch this space because we are looking um, at a, a number of key stakeholders in the industry here. We are looking at creating an opportunity in October, right, Ryan, like later this year where we can all come together and have an open discussion uh, that kind of shines a light on this situation in non-threatening kind of way but in a, in a way that says, hey, we recognize this is happening. So how about we take some leadership and start progressing the conversation away from, you know, the juicy gossipy part of it but more towards how do we fix this? How do we transition away from it? And I think that that's going to be a really great place for us to start. I think so. I think so. I think if people – take a step back and see the big picture of what they're doing today, how it can affect, you know, the future of their industry locally. Um, they may reconsider their actions right now. There are going to be the few that, you know, don't see this as a long-term place for them. Um, you know, there may be you know, employees who are going to go back home. Um, but in those situations, that's when owners need to take charge and say, you know yeah. what, it's my industry. I'm going to be here for the long run. And if my staff aren't abiding by my business ethics, they can't work with me anymore. You know, so there needs to be some sort of common ground between ownership and the workforce. They need to be on the yeah. same page. I heard a really interesting perspective from a, a number of, of owners here who said that they build this into their business model. Um, mm. So, I mean, I don't know too many roasters outside of here that would be happy with losing 20% off the top of their revenue. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it's just, just such show, a massive number. Just goes to show now if your average price of coffee is 120 dirhams, hypothetically, mm -hmm. um, if you're taking 20% out of that, whereas in a typical situation you would be using a certain grade of coffee and that yep. uh, you know, margin on top of it is essentially what – your, your gross profit, your, your net profit. Now, if you are skimming on top of that to pay a third party, you'd want to open the gap a little bit more and reduce the quality. 
you'd have to. I mean, to, it has to make business sense. So the pursuit of quality stops right there because you can't increase the price because the owners will see the, 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 you know, the price they are paying per kilo. But at the same time, you want to maximize on your profit. Mm-hmm. That's where this disconnect happens. Yeah, I see that. So that's sort of it for the Barista Mafia talk, folks. Uh, in the next episode, the final episode for the series, we're going to be talking about specialty coffee culture versus commercial coffee culture. Um, and we will include links in the show notes for Ryan's article as well as our Barista Mafia episode so that you can get all caught up on that if you are interested in exploring it further. So we'll see you for the last episode of the series in the next episode. Peace, love, and peanut butter. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.